Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. So this podcast is going to be a little more interesting just because I had an episode recorded. I was going in to edit it and I messed up, didn't edit it correctly. The audio got corrupted and it is no longer usable. So that whole episode has been scrapped and this is me recording one in place of it. So I'm going to try to talk about a similar topic. I don't know how well that's going to translate, I guess, from what I had originally to what I'm going to talk about now, but I I kind of just want to, to talk about the, the concept that people need to or should be in romantic relationships. And the reason this has come up for me, not necessarily recently, but just sort of in my life in general, is because in my own life, that's not been something I've had a lot of success with, for one, but two, not a lot of experience with. And so I had to figure out what I was doing in that area of my life and what that meant that I wasn't having these romantic relationships and if there was something wrong with me or whatever was going on. And so in the process of doing that, a lot of what came up, at least for me, is the the notions about how a person comes to grip with who they are as a person and how they're able to love themselves as individuals not related to anyone else, not based on the value that anyone else places on them, but rather the value that they place on themselves. And for me, another aspect of that involves the notion of friendship and how that plays into how you perceive what love is for one, but to how relationships with another human being work. I think it's difficult sometimes for us to separate the notion that you have to be in a romantic relationship versus we can just be in relationships with people and still experience love. And that's sort of where my issue comes in, where I see a lot of people who believe that the only way they're going to experience what quote-unquote true love is, is in a romantic relationship. And I'm not trying to say you can't experience what love is in a romantic relationship, or that that's a bad thing, that I'm against it, I'm very pro <laughs> it, I'm, I'm very much in favor of romantic relationships, so I don't want anyone to hear that, but I think it's unhealthy to say that that's the, either the primary way or the best way to experience what love is and to experience what a relationship is because I think there's a lot of ways to experience a relationship and I think there's a lot of ways to experience what love is. And just for personal history background here, the topic of love has been something for me that I've been intellectually curious about since high school. And what I mean by that is not necessarily the element of experiencing it for myself, but rather reading about it, reading books uh, quotes, whatever, just gaining knowledge about what love is and how that looks in a intellectual setting. And so I, I want to distinguish that from it being a practical setting, how it actually plays out in either a relationship or in the real world, because it's not the same thing. But that's where the concept of love for me kind of started building. And that combined with the fact that romantically hadn't had much luck sort of built up a whole different concept of how I was looking at what love 
was. What's made it come around for me in the past couple of years is something I kind of addressed in the previous episode where I talked about how I hadn't really experienced what true emotions were until I became vulnerable enough to actually experience them, until I opened myself up to realize what they were and to realize what I was experiencing. And love was a whole part of that. And that was one of the things that I started feeling and experiencing in a genuine way, not in just a intellectual manner or in a sort of surface level way where I thought I was experiencing it, but I really wasn't. I didn't have any idea of what was going on inside of me. And so it was it was an interesting change in how I perceived what love was once that started happening because then I started being able to add in the experiential element of it and again this isn't in a romantic relationship aspect but in just about every other relationship aspect whether it was friends or family or primarily myself quite frankly because I hadn't ever loved myself And so to know what that was, to experience that is a whole new way of looking at things. It's a whole new way of experiencing that concept. And so for me and where I've come in in my life, where the romantic element of what love is and the romantic element of what a relationship can be hasn't played a huge part in my life, I've kind of had an outside perspective of seeing this happen for a lot of other people and having conversations with a lot of other people who... They feel like that's the biggest thing in their life that if that was fixed, it would all be better. Where if that were to be different, then they could experience genuine love. They could experience what it was like to be loved by someone and to feel love in a genuine way. And again, it's not that you can't because I I don't want that to come across here. But rather, I think it's such a disservice that there's so many people believing or being told or uh, being fed these messages in our social media or in uh, television, movies, whatever. There's a whole wide variety of ways that people are getting this message. But it's, I think, a disservice that they're getting this message and it's the message is that they can't know what love is unless they're in a romantic relationship. And I just think that's flat out wrong. And this doesn't even count in my Christian perspective of God loving us and that being a whole, whole other kind of love and how you experience it. And I'll address that at the end, kind of how I've been doing. But right now I want to focus more on a little bit on self-love and a little bit on friendship and sort of that kind of love because those two things are so important to understanding what love is and for me those two things are so important in how you're able to go into a relationship and a romantic relationship and love that other person and and be loved by that other person because because it's so difficult for us to know what love is outside of that because we're never really told that at least in a broad scale sort of like like media sense right stories aren't told with that not really it's it's played off as a joke that idea of bros you know that have love for each other it's it's played off as a joke and not as a genuine coming together of people who care about one another and would help one another and would be there for one another. And so I think that's such a disservice to say that it's it's a joke like that or that it's it's lesser in some way because it's not romantic love. Because loving someone else and caring about them 
outside of your fulfillment, meaning that you can benefit someone else, you can do something for someone else because you care about them, because you want to help them, even if it doesn't directly help you. That's loving someone. And those translate directly into a romantic relationship. But besides it being prep for a romantic relationship, it builds true friendship with those around you and allows you to deepen those connections with other people and allows you to experience a genuine sense of belonging with others as well as a genuine sense of what love is. And I think it's important that a lot of people experience that. And I don't think it's done enough. I don't think it's shown to people enough. And so for me, it's how do we get people to that point? How do we get people to recognize that that's an important element? How do we get people to recognize that the love you experience in a relationship, or I should say can experience in a relationship because it's not quote unquote necessary, but it's something that makes a friendship better. It's something that makes the relationship with that person better. How do we get people to want that? And I think it's partly in de-emphasizing the importance of a romantic relationship and emphasizing the importance of a genuine friendship. Because a genuine friendship requires vulnerability. Because to love someone selflessly, to not want anything in return, requires vulnerability. Because they need to be able to open up to you, you need to be able to open up to them in order to help one another in a genuine sense. This isn't talking about like lending someone some money or whatever this is about emotionally caring about someone this is about being there for someone and having their back and knowing that when things are hard you're going to be there for them and they're going to be there for you that's what a true friendship is and it's not being scared of being in a vulnerable state with someone else like that because i think in a lot of ways we're told that the only person we should ever be vulnerable to is our significant other in a romantic relationship and you absolutely should in that relationship because otherwise that relationship will fail but similarly if you don't have vulnerability in a true friendship it will also fail because it's only going to stay at a surface level and so when things get difficult when things get hard when you need someone there for you it won't be there to help you because it never got to the level where there's commitment where there's vulnerability enough to have the other person recognize that you're in that state. So having genuine friendships allows you to experience that depth with another person, but it gives you true friendship. It gives you something that's so much more significant than just someone you're hanging out with. It's It goes beyond that, and that's what having love for someone is. Loving someone doesn't have to be romantic. Loving someone can be as a friend, and that's a great thing. And we need to maintain that, and we need to make sure that that's something we're emphasizing and make sure that's something we have. Because I think the other pitfall in that is that we expect these romantic relationships to carry that sort of weight, that sort of burden across the board. A single romantic relationship cannot replace all of your friendships. It's not possible. We may want it to. That way we don't have to be vulnerable with other people. That way we don't have to put ourselves out there for more than one person. That would be nice, I guess, in a sort of selfish and uh, lazy <laughs> sort of way, but that's just not how it works. A romantic relationship is unable to support that kind of burden. You have to have other people you can be vulnerable with, whether it is friends 
or family, ideally both, but understandably, that's not everyone's situation. But you have to have other people you can do that for. Otherwise, that amount of responsibility, that amount of burden, that amount of weight will crush your romantic relationship because it's trying to support all of your emotional needs in one spot and it can't do that. You have to be able to talk to other people about these things. You have to be vulnerable with other people to support these things, to get a well-rounded and true sense of being cared for in a deep way. That's why you need other people to help you. And then on the other side of it, you need to love yourself enough to do these things. And that kind of comes into where I have some experience where I didn't love myself. I didn't really care about myself in a true way because while I didn't have a problem with the concept of being vulnerable with other people necessarily, though I was still a very guarded person, I was never truly honest with myself. And that sounds weird, but we lie to ourselves all the time. We tell ourselves that we're okay even when we're not. That's what I was doing. I was saying, I don't need these things because I'm okay. And that is the first sign of you that you're not okay. So how do we fix that? How do we change that? Well, you got to be vulnerable with yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to love yourself. And for me, what that meant was recognizing that I'm not perfect. I have a lot of flaws. I have a lot of things that I need to improve on. And I knew all of that before going into this process. Of course I did. If you don't love yourself, what's the opposite of that? You hate yourself. And maybe it's not that explicit for you. Maybe you just don't like yourself, if that's how you want to phrase it, but you hate yourself. That's what it is. And you know all of these things that, that are wrong with you and you know all of the things that you can be better at and usually lumped into that are some things that either you don't necessarily need to be better at or there are things you want to be better at and you don't have to be but there you know all of your flaws you know everything that's wrong with you you know everything that you want to be better what loving yourself means is taking those things that you already know, those things that can be improved upon, those things that you want to be better, and saying, in spite of those, in spite of those things, I matter, I am valuable, and I can work on these things to become better, but working on these things to become better, and if these things improve, that does not make me, as an individual, less valuable. That does not make me, as a person, more valuable or less valuable depending on where I'm at in those stages. Your value is not contingent upon how good you are at your externalities. A problem for me has always been my weight. I'm a very heavy set person. And so it came for me, it came to you, your weight does not make you a better or a worse person. Is it something you need to work on? Yes. Is it something you should strive to be better at? Yes. But does it change your worth? No, that's loving yourself. Loving yourself is recognizing that there are things you can be better at, but that it doesn't change your value. And I'm not saying that step is easy. And I'm not saying that you can just look in a mirror and say those things once and you're good with it. Because there's a big difference in just saying those things and then believing those things. And believing those things results in acting upon those things. And this is, for me, where it all starts. You start bettering yourself. You start recognizing that you are valuable as an individual. You start doing these things on your own, and then you bring in other people who you trust, who you know care about you, and they also will say, yes, you're valued. Yes, you are a good person. Yeah, you probably do need to work on these things, but we don't love you less because of those things. And we will not love you more if those things do improve because 
we just love you. But it's got to start with yourself because if you can't love yourself, if you can't be vulnerable with yourself, you cannot be vulnerable with anyone else. And if you think you have been vulnerable with someone else, like a, a romantic relationship, but you haven't been vulnerable with yourself, you haven't been honest with yourself, then you're doing what I was doing, which is that surface level where you you know it well enough to skate by. You know it at an intellectual level, but you don't know it at an emotional level. You don't know how it is experientially. It's a whole different thing to experience it versus know it in your mind. So when you combine loving yourself and then you combine it with loving other people, that makes a well-rounded person. And for me, once you've gotten good at those things, once you're able to do those things, I, I, I want to backtrack. Not that you've gotten good at those things because that takes a lifetime in my opinion, but that when you know how to do those things, when you're okay with doing those things, when those things aren't scary to you and you're not willing to do them, when, when you're open to it, when you're open to doing these things, a romantic relationship will flourish because you know how to love starting with yourself and extending to those around you. You know how to be vulnerable starting with yourself and extending to those around you. That is such a huge element of being in a good, healthy, romantic relationship. Because if you have those pieces in place, a lot of other problems don't come up. Because in those are embedded the ideas of being honest with one another. Embedded in those are communication with one another to tell the other person, you know, I'm bothered by this, or hey, you know, I'm dealing with this right now, I'm not in a very good mood. And it's all of that, because you've done it with yourself, and you've done it with others. And I'm not saying that it necessarily has to go in that order where you you shouldn't be in a romantic relationship before you've had these intimacies with your friends i'm not saying that's necessarily how it goes though i don't think that's a horrible idea if you're able to plan it like that but rather that if you find yourself in a romantic relationship and you're either wanting it to, it to improve or you're wanting it to just go well in the first place try looking at these other elements and seeing where you are with them are you okay with yourself not saying you're happy with yourself not saying that you don't have anything you want to improve not saying that you are just good and that you don't want to change a single thing about yourself but are you okay with yourself do you love yourself are you vulnerable with yourself and then apply those exact same questions to your friends do you have that with your friends? Can you tell them these intimate things about yourself without ridicule or without them manipulating that to their advantage? Or do you guys just talk about very surface level things? Do you really not get into the the deep things? Do you really not get into how you feel about certain things? Do you not really get into how you're experiencing what's going on around you? And if you don't have friends like that, that's okay because it's hard. It's hard to find people who are are also willing to do that because that's not a one-sided street you can be ready to be vulnerable to be emotionally available to want to experience that kind of love with another person in a friendship relationship but the other person also has to be willing to do that 
And if they're not, then it doesn't work. And that's not your fault. And that's another big thing, is if a friendship falls apart because you are pushing for that and the other person doesn't want that, that's not your fault. It's not your fault for wanting a genuine relationship with another person that goes beyond surface level things. That's not a bad thing to want that. And you should not feel bad for asking for that. It requires a lot of strength to ask for that though. It requires a lot of boldness to change that if that's not the norm. And perhaps it does require finding new friends. And I'm not trying to say that's an easy thing at all, but maybe that's where you're at. And maybe that's a good, good next step to take with wherever you are. But even if you don't have all of these pieces in place and you're wanting to make sure your romantic relationship goes well, these elements still apply. What I will argue is that if you are in a romantic relationship, either have been long-term or just starting and you want to make sure it goes well, start with yourself first. Make sure you're good on these things with loving yourself, being vulnerable with yourself, recognizing that you do have feelings, that you do have emotions, and processing whatever you need to process. Start with yourself and then extend outward to your significant other because that will make a huge difference in reaching out to the other person, but you have to be okay with yourself in order to do that. And so while I say that none of these have to go in a particular order, if you're not starting with yourself, if you're not okay yourself before doing any of these other steps, it's not going to work. It's not going to work well. If you're trying to figure out what everything is while also trying to figure out that for someone else, it's going to make you more frustrated than anything. So take some time. I'm not saying like break up with the person. Don't, don't get out of your relationship just to do this. But probably the first step in that is being honest with your significant other and telling them that. Telling them, hey, I need to, I need to work on this stuff with myself. And, you know, I want to bring this into our relationship, but I got to make sure I can do it on my own. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And if the person cares about you, which in a romantic relationship, that's sort of the goal, in my opinion, then they're going to be there for you. They're going to support you in that. And maybe they need to do it themselves as well. And that's okay. But if they don't think that's a good idea if they want nothing to do with it maybe it's not a great relationship i'm not saying all of these are hard fast rules i'm not saying that all of these things are definite and that you have to do it this way otherwise it's not going to work because obviously that's not true I'm telling you what I've experienced. I'm telling you what I've seen through, again, my experiencing of things, but also through observation. Because a lot of what I know in romantic relationships has been me very intentionally observing intimate relationships at a romantic level. And that sounds creepy. I get that. <laughs> what that means, though, is that I've watched how they interact. I've watched how those relationships ebb and flow and what causes the the down points, what causes the up points what what causes fluctuation at all what causes that needle to move in the first place and sort of mentally kept track of all of this and you start seeing trends you start seeing patterns and this is just sort of what i've come up with in my experiences but also just in reading things just in reading different articles different books and this is where I've come to as sort of a distillation of all of that. This is how I think you're setting yourself up to be successful in life, in being with other people, as well as being with yourself. It's a very underrated thing to be okay with just being by yourself. It's a hard thing for a lot of people. And maybe maybe you can do it for a bit, but most people are uncomfortable if they have to do it for long periods of time. What I've noticed is that these are the sort of people who rush into relationships in the first place because they don't like the concept of being alone for that long. And I don't think that's a good thing. 
I don't think it's good to rush into something simply to not feel alone, but I get it. I understand it. And that is why I'm trying to put this information out there. That's to me. I've thought about these things and it makes sense to me, but hopefully it can make sense to you. It can make sense to a friend, you know, whatever. It can help you improve. It can help change things. It can help change these notions that we have that these romantic relationships are the only thing that matter. And if we're not in a romantic relationship, then we're nothing. I want to change that because I think that's such a bad way of looking at things. It's okay to not be in a romantic relationship. It's okay to be by yourself for a while. I mean, humans are social creatures. And so to be alone all the time, I think is indicative more of you not wanting to reach out and be vulnerable with anyone else. But it's okay to be by yourself for a bit. It's okay to enjoy your own company. And I don't think that's said often enough. I don't think that's appreciated often enough. There are times where I'll go to get a drink by myself sometimes, whether at a brewery or a bar or whatever, and I get weird looks for being by myself. And frankly, for me, I don't I don't get it. I enjoy being by myself. Not all the time, certainly. I enjoy being with my friends. I enjoy their company, but I enjoy my own company. I enjoy being by myself. I enjoy the the times where I can process things in my own head and I don't have to extend and always be with other people and always process what they're doing. I do enjoy doing that a lot of times, but not all the time because I do enjoy my own company. I enjoy my own thoughts and I enjoy who I am and I care about myself enough to recognize that I'm valuable enough to have that kind of time for myself. The last piece uh, for me is the the religious piece. So again, I just want to make it very, very blatantly obvious when I'm talking about this, because I know not everyone who's going to listen to these is going to hold the same religious opinions as me. So I want to give good advice, irrespective of my religious beliefs and how I perceive that. So this is where I'm going to start talking about how I view that in a religious sense. So for me, God is someone who shows you how to love yourself in the first place because he loves you when you're at your worst. He's someone who loves you even though you screwed up a million times. He's someone who's loved you even though you've done everything he's told you not to do, but he cares enough to reach into your life and say, I'm here for you. I care about you and you are valuable in my eyes. And for me, that's what changed a lot of it was understanding that God loved me enough to care about me, to treat me as one of his chosen children, even though I didn't deserve it. That's what sparked a lot of it for me to then turn inward and go, if God loves me, if the creator of this universe, if the creator of everything around me loves me as an individual, who am I to not love myself? What kind of opinion do I have of myself then? Am I saying that God screwed up? Am I saying that God's opinion is wrong? And I rationally couldn't accept that because that doesn't rationally follow with Christian belief. Because if you're going to say that then God's a liar as a Christian doesn't really track. So it forced me to change my views and to approach it in a different way. And all of a sudden it made perfect sense that, yeah, it's just me who thinks that. And so if I can change that for myself, then I can be vulnerable enough to do all of the rest of these things. The idea of how God loves us and the way that God works in our lives is such an interesting topic to me. And that was a lot of the focus of my quote unquote academic intellectual uh, research when I was 
younger and i definitely will talk about it more in this podcast because one it's something i know a decent amount about just based on that research i've done but two it's something i care so much about the idea of love and what love is and how love plays out and what that looks like is such a big deal in my life and it's something that for me i feel like that's why i'm here i feel like i'm here to show people what love is and all of its different forms and to help tell people how to experience love in a more genuine way than they are currently doing and whatever mode of life they're in whatever spot they are and whatever kind of relationships they have we all need love we all want to be loved we all want to experience love and so for me i feel like that's what i want to do that's what i'm here for again with with the religious element i feel like that's what god has called me to do is to show people love both in an experiential way but also in an intellectual way which is what i think this is this is words that i'm telling you of how to do things but if the actions never follow through then the words mean nothing and that's the biggest thing i've i've realized is i know a lot of good words of what love is and how it should play out and what's healthy and all of that knowledge is super helpful if it is not applied to any actions in my life or applied in anyone then it means nothing it does nothing it might as well have never existed in the first place so for me taking where i learned all of this head knowledge when i was younger never never knowing how to experience it and now when i'm older having experienced it and knowing what that means taking the two synthesizing them making them a cohesive thing and then sending it out there equipped with knowledge and the ability to show it in a practical way that's purpose that's my drive and that's what really gets me up a lot of mornings that's a what influences a lot of my decisions at least when i'm doing it correctly and it's what motivates me to be better it's what motivates me to reach out it's what motivates me to become better is this whole notion of love and what love is i think that's about all i've got for for this episode thank you guys for listening if you made it to this point thanks for sticking that through hopefully i didn't ramble too much hopefully my thoughts made sense uh again this has been recorded after the other one got corrupted and destroyed and so this has been sort of thrown together kind of last minute so hopefully it, it makes enough sense hopefully it's hopefully it's worth your time please leave any questions and comments um in the email address uh, attached in the description and i will see you in the next episode